Oi, oi, and welcome to the Orient Outlook podcast, sponsored by Town and Country Harlow Estate Agents, with myself, Stephen Spelm. And as always, I'm joined by my good friend, myself, Stan Chum, the bearded legend, the one and only, it's the daddy-o. It's Mr. Paul Levy. Thank you very much indeed. Hello, everybody. Welcome back. This is episode number 295. It's good to be back in the hot seat. And thanks, as always, to everyone who tuned in to last week's show. Extra special thanks to John from Carol Langley Florist, our sponsor, for stepping in for me uh, last week. You did great. Thank you very much indeed. Uh, this week, got a usual news round, uh, from around the club to uh, catch up on, uh, plus... We're going to briefly discuss our first loss of the season. There's plenty of views in this as well. There's Player of the Month for September to chat about. So without further ado, yeah. let's crack on. And as always, we start with a word from our sponsor. Yeah, so our sponsor, a town and country, Harlow Estate Agents, who cover London, Essex and Hertfordshire and are run by Orient Season ticket holders and fans. And along with the podcast, have already helped dozens of people move home. And hopefully you know this by now, the best bit is there for all O's fans and staff a discount off of their already competitive fees. So if you're thinking of selling your property or curious as to its value, you can always save yourself a few hundred quid at least by keeping it in your own family and give them a call on 01279 883444 or 07528-471-497. Or if you want to contact the team on social media, you can do so on Twitter by tweeting at T and C Harlow or by giving their member of staff uh, a tweet at charlie underscore paul, P-O-O-L-E, and town and country don't just sell houses, they change lives. Absolutely right. So moving on then to the supporters club with their travel updates. They're off to Doncaster, or we're off to Doncaster on Saturday the 8th of October. There's a three o'clock kickoff as it stands at the moment. The departure time is half past eight in the morning from the supporters club. Tickets for this um, to book your seat on the coach is 40 quid for adults, £37 for concessions, and children under 16 are just £20. There is a train strike due on that day as well, train disruptions. Carlisle Away is happening on Saturday, the 22nd of October. Coaches will be leaving at 7.30 in the morning. Prices for this one, £43 for adults, £40 your concessions and under 16s are just 22 quid to get you all the way up the other end of the country and back. That is really good value. And remember, these prices do not include your match day ticket and there is a £3 surcharge for non-members. To book on any of these trips, you can do that in the Supporters Club on a match day or you can call the travel line on 07507 539 Five seven nine, and as I say, just a note about the Doncaster match. Mark Devlin um, has asked Doncaster Rovers if this match could kick off at the slightly early time of two o'clock, as there are train disruptions and strikes and so on for that day. So keep an eye on the club's social media and the website in case that time is moved. Don't be turning up at three o'clock; you'd have missed half the game. Yeah, I get, potentially sure. that hasn't happened yet, but yeah. just keep an eye out. As it stands at the moment, it is a three o'clock kickoff. Subject to change. Lovely done. A bit of AOB. I guess firstly AOB. Well done to all the Leighton Orient Marathon runners today. If anyone won the marathon, we spoke about Michael Ingle last week. I know he yes. ran for the Autistic um, Society. Well done, Mike. I've seen the pictures on Twitter. Considering you ran 24 miles, he looks absolutely fine. Um, 26. 26 miles. Yeah, 26.1. Uh, so well done to anyone uh, who ran marathon. If you have run it and want to get in contact with the podcast to try and get some more sponsorship, please feel free to drop us a DM or tag us in any tweets yeah. uh, and we will happily get your messages out. Our mate Dave Blitz did as well. Oh, did he? Yeah, I think he ran it in less than four hours as well. Oh, well done, Mr Blitz. But, but he's an avid runner, so... 
He's certainly got the practice in. So it's just one piece. For yeah, you. so well done there. Uh, an appeal for anyone with a spare AFC Wimbledon ticket, which is being re- rearranged for the 8th of November. It's a Tuesday night. DM us if you have a spare ticket. If you can't go, uh, just an adult ticket, please, if anyone's got. I'm sure there will be others who want tickets as well. So uh, happy if you have spares to tweet and include us in it, and we'll retweet it and help you to move them on. Lovely stuff. So let's move on into the week that was at the O's. Happy Monday, the 26th of September, and happy 22nd birthday to our own Tunisian, Idris El Mazouni. Yeah, the aforementioned birthday boy and Paul Smythe were named in the Skybet League 2 Team of the Week, along with Richie Wellens, who was named Manager of the Week, following the O's 2-0 win at Barrow. So well done, everyone. Yeah, well done. That wasn't all, that was Idris went on to be named in the EFL Team of the Week as well. So... That's a hat-trick for Idris. Big birthday, day. League yeah. 2 and the actual EFL. Which is Championship, League 1 and League 2. So that's some that's some doing. Well done, birthday boy. To who ate Tuesday then, the 27th of September. The club announced that the rearranged away fixture against Wimbledon, as I mentioned a moment ago, is going to be played on Tuesday, the 8th of November. Yeah, I think Wimbledon won at home for the first time. They did. In a gazillion years in yesterday. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Wednesday, the 28th of September. Another birthday celebration. This time, a double uh, as O's defenders Dan Happy and Adam Thompson celebrated their birthdays. Hope you had a good one, gents. Yeah. Um, happy Extra birthday. cakes in the training ground on Wednesday, Thursday the 29th of September. Then the club announced their nominees for the September Player of the Month. And the five nominees are Idris El Mazouni. Scored his first goal for Orient. It's made a huge difference to our midfield, hasn't he? Uh, Dan Happy, four league clean sheets. Well done him. George Monker scored one goal, but set up others. Uh, Rochdale Had a great one, George Monker, yeah. Done very, very well there. Paul Smythe, uh, also, all, well, seems to be on fire Amazing. at the moment. Viggs, uh, four clean sheets and the penalty save um, as well, I think, yeah. Um, tough choices. Five nominees. Normally just four. four. Five nominees. Could have been more. You could have had people like Prattley, I think has had an outstanding month. Beckles. Um, Beckles as well. I mean, I think Richie went, on, Richie went on to say in his post-match interview or pre-match interview when he was told about the his review. month, he was like, where's Beckles? So, could have been a lot more. Very hard to choose between the five of them, like we said. So, yeah. I actually didn't put who I would choose in this. Normally, I go, I would choose X, but I thought it could have been any one of I, them. I They're I all worthy winners. Yeah. So, it's in the hands of the public yeah. to see how they vote. Yeah, absolutely. They're all worthy nominees. In fact, like Richie said, in you're right, in the uh, pre-Newport, the Newport preview, the, there are others that you could have named probably 11 or 12 of them for various different yeah. reasons. So it seems harsh to name just one, but um, we'll... I'm sure you all know who it was, but we'll mention it later on ha, in the show. There can only be one. There so, <laughs> as well as that, the club also announced their nominees for the September Goal of the Month as follows. So, Paul Smith against Tranmere Rovers. George Moncur away to Rochdale. Jaden Wareham against Sutton, his second goal in that game. Tom James against Sutton. And Idris El Mazzouni against Barrow. So, I told you I couldn't pick a player out of the five. This one, for me, was an absolute no-brainer. It was always going to be Tom James's goal against Sutton, just because... A, it's the most recent goal, and B, because it's a bloody stomping shot into the top bins back of the net. So, decent goal was nominated alongside that. However, for me, it was an absolute no-brainer what was going to win that one. I disagree on the Tom James goal. Whilst it was a really good free kick, I look at it as a goal, not just on an individual merit uh, at times, but actually on a team 
on a team merit because it's the goal of the month, not who shot the goal of the month. So for me, either Smith or Moncur, um, just because of some of the super slick passing that was involved, it was some really interesting, really entertaining uh, football that led to the goal. Um, um, you know, Sweeney's deft touch through to Monker to, to score against Rochdale was, was particularly sublime. But they're all worthy contenders. You know, Smith from that tight angle against Tranmere, like, it's hard. That's a hard goal to score. And he's done that pretty much on his own. And he's beaten the keeper from a decent angle. So, But, but they're all good. But if you have to be picky about it, it would be Monker or Smith. Look at us now. In terms of February and January, I don't think there were any goals in the month. Because we couldn't score. I think one was an own goal and the other was a penalty. So <laughs> lovely to be in this position that we are in. So let's move on then with the week. Friday, 30th of September. No news at the club, but it was International Podcast Day. So we hope everyone sent a tweet or a message or an email to their favourite podcast telling them how much they are loved. Thank you for all your messages. There was no love we received. <laughs> <laughs> and if you haven't already got your meter readings into your energy provider, do that now because um, you'll probably be aware there's a there's an issue going on at the moment. So make sure you've done that as a gentle reminder to all you bill payers out there. Saturday the 1st of October then, the club announced the winner of, of the September competitions. So first up, goal of the month and for the third month running, no surprise really, Tom wow. James. Absolutely. He's having his own personal competition. We joked two weeks ago, didn't he we, did. that he needed to get in to needs, keep it. He needed to score. Up step, Sutton. Amazing. Well done to Tom. Also, after that, the club announced that Dan Happy had been voted as the player of the month for September. Well done to Dan. What a great turnaround for Dan yeah, Happy. You know, absolutely. Couldn't get into the team last four season. Four or five months ago, and here we are Super. talking about player of the month four clean sheets as well um, it was also announced on Saturday that uh, Lake Orient legend Dean Cox announced his retirement from football uh, a bit of a surprise for me I thought he was still going to play I um, don't know what the reasons are behind it but we wish you every success in your next step uh, of your life Dean and uh, yeah we look forward to seeing what happens next I mean he scored some some wonder goals two that stand out for me always I mean there was a video reel uh, yeah, just looking at the Walsall goal from within our half, and then obviously the Peterborough goal in the in the playoff second round, second uh, playoff second leg, like just two goals that stand out for me. There 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 are others, but those are the two standouts. There are many more. A great crosser off the ball epitomised everything about Leighton Orient when he was at the club. Yeah, presuming everyone who listens to this podcast has heard our Dean Cox interview specials from when he left the club many moons ago. So if you haven't gone back into our archives to listen to any of that. Go back, go well back about three or four years, maybe even more. We had a two-part special with Dean Cox, very honest, uh, and a great uh, interview with an Orient legend like Paul said. We wish Dean Cox all the best uh, for the future. That wasn't all on Saturday. A Sutton Common Rovers announced that O's youngster, Jepta Tanga, has rejoined them on loan. So wishing Jepta all the best of luck at Sutton Common Rovers. Hope he gets all the experience that he needs and comes back ready to challenge for a first-team place. Yeah, the main event of the day, though, was the Justin Edinburgh Derby, Newport County at home, and the match also marked the launch of the club's LGBTQ plus supporters group, the Rainbows. Yeah, it certainly did. So before the game, we ran a Twitter poll as normal to find out how you thought the O's would get on in this one. We had 217 votes in about a day and a half, with 6% of you thinking the Orient would lose the game, 11% of you thinking the O's would draw a game, and a whopping 83% of you, huge majority there, thinking the O's would win the game. As always, thank you for all your votes. That tweet goes out normally around 6 o'clock 
on a Thursday, ends at midday on the Saturday, three hours before kickoff. Come and get involved if you haven't already. You can find that on our Twitter page. Overwhelming, confident O's fan base going into this one. Unfortunately, misplaced as we're about Some to of the score out. predictions were outrageous. 4-0, 3-0, 5-1. <laughs> should have I think been. there might even been a 6 in there. So it, sh- it should have been. That's why we love football. Yeah, why we love absolutely. Football. Proper coupon busters. <laughs> yeah. So the team was announced at 2 o'clock. Lawrence Figaro in goal. James, Beckles, Happy and Sweeney across the back. El Mizuni, Prattley and Moncur. And Smith, Smythe, Kelman and Archibald up top. Uh, subs for this, Sergeant Ogie, Clay, Brown, Satiriu, Wareham and Aaron Dryman. Yeah, so that meant there was only one change for the O's team that beat Barrow last week. Tom James came back into the side at right back as Jordan Brown dropped to the bench. Bearded Lejande, your views on the team? Yeah, solid lineup. Pleased that Jaden Sweeney's kept his place because Rob Hunt is now fit. Uh, but obviously Rob's not even in the matchday squad. So I'm pleased that he was able to keep his spot because I think he's deserved it. He's earned it and deserves it. Otherwise, yeah, no complaints from me. Solid lineup. I think as well as you've spoken about uh, Jaden Sweeney keeping his place, I think Jordan Brown could feel a bit aggrieved to lose his place at right back. Tom James, I think Jordan Brown had a good game last week against Barrow at right back. A lot of plaudits from him after the game, but obviously he comes out to make way for Tom James, mm-hmm. who's come back in, but not unexpected. But I think Jordan Brown probably would be just a bit disappointed with that one. Um Decent bench. I mean, there's three attacking players on that bench. You look at Saturi, Wareham and Dryan and go, all right, you, can, you two can change your game. Good midfielders with Clay and Brown. Good defender with Ogie. Looks decent. Lots of attacking options in that one. So it's really balanced. And you can see Adam Thompson's out. Like still like a few players who are out who would be sniffing around the subs bench. So lots yeah. of competition for places. So yeah, happy with that one. Good stuff. We had a few tweets that came in. Uh, to us, Len Chin Chin One said, "Good goal scoring options up front. Need to avoid confrontation on the pitch, but still play with an attacking approach to win the game. Hope to see Wareham on the pitch. Otherwise, Chelsea may take him back if he's not playing. Keep it tight at the back and clinical in the final third. Three points, please." Yeah, Jason Kilby six tweeted. I said, "Good to see Tom James back. Very, very solid eighteen now." Yeah, Billy Reed one nine eight nine said, it "Must just be me, but I think." Drynan should be starting. He's our main striker and will get back amongst the goals once he's starting games again. I get it would be harsh on Kelman, but think Drynan could just do as well as he's our striker. And he's our striker. Good point. It's a fair point. Why are we playing? Not fair point, but I understand the point is that why are we playing a loan signing over our own player who we're obviously paying full wages on? Yeah, good point. I think Kelman's done everything right so far. I agree. Um, He's not put a foot wrong, really. He needs to get a couple more goals, I think, to boost his confidence and to give him that drive. But yeah, yeah. new name to us. So, Billy, welcome to the Orient Outlook podcast. Peter Foreman, too, tweeted us. It's a great to see James back. This 11 will not get promotion, but this 18 possibly will. Hmm. Good point about the squad. Most on the bench would walk straight into any League 2 teams. Come on, you O's. Like it. Fair points there, Peter. Well made. So, the match kicked off with the O's looking to carry on their record-breaking start to a League 2 season against a Newport team in 18th place in the table. And in the second minute, the visitors had a great chance to take the lead as Adam Lewis's lofted pass found Aaron Wildig, who punted it narrowly wide of Lawrence Figaro's post. Now, that was it. I wasn't there yesterday, but you were. That was right in front of you. Should have scored. Yeah. Should have scored. It all comes, though, we're watching back in the highlights, from a misplaced Tom James pass. It's such an easy pass to make. Loses possession, gets cut out. Uh, and they just drive forward and ends up in the box. Should have been a goal down. And at that point, 
you can sit back and go, well, that's close. Like, laugh it off because we've had a few of those this season where teams should have really scored against us early and yeah. haven't. And you could like, oh, well, when you're like sitting, you're like sitting. But yeah, he, he should have scored a bit of an early laugh for us there. Yeah, absolutely. That that really was... was yeah, Archibald didn't recover um, and no one's picked... You know, Idris has let Wildig run in behind him. He's not aware of him behind him. He's running. And then Richie, in his post-match, says, well, Dan Happy should have picked him up. But it's all behind no one's given him a shout to say, oh, Wildig's running in behind, pick him up. And that's why he was there. Thankfully, it came to nothing. Yeah, uh, absolutely. So it's a bit moot. But either way, we need to be a bit sharper at watching those ghost, you know, those ghost runs that, that people do. Uh, Paul Smith went close in the fourth minute as his curling shot went just wide. Yeah, it was a very attacking start to the game from both teams. Seventh minute, we went close again. Lovely passing play by the O's. Eventually came to Jaden Sweeney on the left. He ripped in a beautiful cross. It was quite a tight angle, actually. Done really well to get his cross in. Kelman got his head to it. The ball looped, hit the bar. Ball came back out. We kept possession really well. And George Monker went close, but shot just wide from the resulting piece of play. Yeah, I feel he needs to hit the target from there. Arguably two inches lower. And obviously we take the lead, but... It wasn't really under much pressure there. I think he was leaning back. I think the ball was like quite behind it. He's not the tallest striker as well, so sometimes mm. he has to lean back to try and get leverage. I thought it was a mm. decent header. Just one of those days, wasn't it? It was going to be one of those days already. Yeah. You could tell, can't you? At that point, yeah. probably, yeah. 15th minute in, we went close again. Quick counter-attack. Saw Theo Archibald get down the right. He cut inside. Flashed a shot just past off the post. The first 15 minutes, we played some lovely attacking football. It was patient at times people making the right choices but at the same time some really quick counter-attacks Smith on the left Archibald on the right their full-backs look like they're going to have a really tough day and crowd right behind the team it was at that point it was a matter of when we were going to score not if like when we were going to take the lead but it's a funny old game isn't it just 19 minutes on the clock then Dioza gameplay some lovely passing football which eventually saw George Monker free up Paul Smith uh, tee up Paul Smith but his curling shot was saved by Townsend in the county goal. Yeah, three minutes later, Newport took the lead against the runner play as they won a corner, which really should have been prevented in the first place. Corner came in, swung it to the back post. Will Evans was there, unmarked. He headed the ball down into the ground. Rigoru kind of got his legs to it, but couldn't do enough to keep the ball out. And suddenly, it was 1-0 to the visitors. Really poor goal to concede. Not seen that too often for Morian this season. First of all, the corner should have been just booted out by Happy. But although Happy does tends to try and get the ball out of play for a goal kick, just get his pocket pick there, can seize the corner. But in from the corner, really poor defending. Archibald lets his man beat him to that. You can see he's disappointed there. Good is spot. what it is though. Yeah, 25 minutes on the clock. Things went from bad to worse for the O's as a back pass to Lawrence Vigoru saw him miscontrol the ball. Evans nipped in ahead of him, won the ball, went to ground. The referee pointed straight to the penalty spot. Again, in front of you. Straight in front of us, always being given. Vigs, what are you doing, mate? Third penalty he's conceded this season. Luckily, he saved the first two against him, but really preventable. And like, we're all sitting there going, five minutes ago, this was nil-nil. We're, like, we're going like, to absolutely blast the doors off him. Now we're facing a penalty to make it 2-0. Was that a penalty? Yeah, blatantly. Yeah. All day long. It looks like it it's because he just controls the ball. Yeah. Gets, he, as soon as he goes down, you see Vigoru stop before the whistle's even given, knowing it's going to be a penalty. Like you can tell, but you know, then number nine Bogle, he's a decent player. Like yeah. you're like he's going to score this. I said to like, uh, yeah, got Chris is behind. So I was like, Vigoru will go the right way. He, he just won't get it. And that's exactly what happened. Bogle stepped up, smashed it down to his right to Vigoru's left, yeah. and it's two 0 And literally within three minutes, mate. 2-0 down, down absolutely nothing. nothing. 
Um, I, I agree with you. Like it did look like a penalty as well. Even if the guy conned the ref, the Vigru has given the referee a decision to make. Yeah. Like regard. Like even if he just tapped him with the slightest of taps on his foot, you've given the referee a decision to make. And like you say, not for the first time this season either. Um, and I, you're not always going to be able to bail yourself out of these things. Absolutely. And this yeah, is point. what's happened on this occasion. I would so say it goes really against him. No one was fretting in the homestand. Or in where we sit in the setup, it was like right. There's only 25 minutes here. We looked like we were going to score at any point. So as long as we get back in it, it's not before half time or yeah. by like the 80 minutes mark, well, we we could easily retrieve something. So it wasn't like we were turning down and playing poorly and the crowd were turning. It was still quite a positive vibe in the ground. Right, yeah. the second goal, it was a bit of a shell shocked stadium for like the five next five ten minutes. It was a bit the place slowed down a little bit. They kind of lost a bit of focus. Crowd did go a bit quiet for a while, not yeah. too quiet, but it did seem the second half did seem to knock a bit of wind out of us. Yeah, it was a good penalty, like you say. He did yeah, well. He that well. Thirty-three minutes on the clock. Paul Smith had a sliding effort from inside the area, deflected behind for a corner, which came to nothing. I think you can see some of the players oh, claiming right. a penalty there, and it looked like he got cleaned out after he took the shot. I mean, there's arguments there as to whether or not it should yeah. or, or, or it shouldn't. Referee having absolutely none of it. Three minutes later, in penalty pills again. Uh, for the O's it looked like a few players were being manhandled in the box various players being pushed left right and centre again referee not having any of this one yeah so weren't going to get anything off him today 40 minutes on the clock then George Moncur looked to be tripped in the box but again the referee was not on Orient not having wasn't it. even centre of the road with this um, wasn't having that crowd already starting to get agitated at this point by the referee because it doesn't look fair does it that's why it doesn't look balanced and I, I saw a tweet where he had behaved in the same way in other games he'd refereed oh really okay he's yeah. a Met police officer by day this referee is he fair play 42nd minute Tom James went for the fourth goal of the month competition this time his driving distance was so wide of Townsend's go it was ridiculous but I thought it was worth mentioning because when the ball came to him you get excited when you see the ball rolling to him from outside the box knowing that he's going to shoot but well off target this one uh, right on the stroke of half-time, Beckles went up for a header in the box but was cleaned out by Nick Townsend who punches clear. Again, referee not interested in awarding anything. They obviously protect the defender rather than the attacking player. Yeah, to be fair, I've not seen that one again but it did. There was a, loud, a lot of loud appeals for it then. Not given. Three minutes of injury time played. Moncur had an effort, decent effort, pushed away by Townsend. Townsend was alright in their goals, quite yeah. solid. Bit overweight for a keeper. I know I'd rather have out a bigger room in Townsend, but Townsend was fairly comfortable. Bought the first half to a close with the old O's two goals down. And again, it might sound stupid. At half time, I was a bit like, if we score in the first 20 minutes, 25 minutes is half, we could get something out of this game. So it wasn't like it was all doom and gloom in there. Mm. So, a bit of a surreal half time mood. A bit weird, isn't it? Us, yeah. it was like, what's happened to us? Like... A little bit. John W999 tweeted us at half time and said, We played really well. Two poor, avoidable moments. Unfortunately, uh, they've happened within minutes, but we're still, by a distance, the better team. Could still get something from this, which under recent managers, I would never have said with this scoreline. Yeah, he summed up well there. Nice to tweet there from John. Orient, it is. So we had a warning in the first minute. Didn't heed it. But too many having an off day. Still more goals in this match. I think those two tweets probably sum up the feeling that but I But that had. conflicts with the fact that we started the first half, first 20 minutes or so, really attack-minded, some great passing and moving, he said. Well, it was after that first two minutes where they really should have taken the lead mm. in terms of Newport. But no, as I say, like it didn't... Oh, no one around us was fretting about it, mm. considering we were two goals down. Okay, attendance wasn't um, announced on social media or in any match reports. 
um, but it was mentioned at half time that there's or, or, or at a around point, that figure. Uh, it was around seven thousand four hundred tickets that had been sold for that game. Yeah, it's not an attendance; it's tickets sold. Tickets sold. Second half kicked off. Then two subs for the O's. Jaden Sweeney, Darren Prattley were taken off for Jordan Brown and Aaron Dryan and Rafael Archibald moving to left back. Dryan moving to the right wing. Smith on the left wing. Shrimpy boy underscore boy tweeted us in Sweeney. It's been the best of the back four in the first half. Don't quite get taking him off. There you go. 49 minutes on the clock. Charlie Kelman went close as his shot rebounded back to him and his follow-up shot was superbly blocked by James Clark in the six-yard box. That was as good as a goal on that block. That was going in the net. Yeah. He was so close to goal and he hit it beautifully and out of nowhere this defender threw himself at the ball. Yeah. That was beating Townsend. That, that goes in... We've got 14 minutes and the crowd are rocking. Different game. Great block. Yeah. Kelman was unlucky there. 55th minute in. Paul Smith got his head to the ball from across on the left. Glances head up. Well wide though. Yeah, 64 minutes. Then the Orient won a free kick in a dangerous position. John Tom James took it quickly. Wrong-footed Townsend with a low free kick that bent round the wall. It hit the post. It hit the bottom of the post. It came out beautifully to Aaron Drynan, who made no mistake by tapping it in from close range to make it 2-1, getting us back in the game and getting our towels up for the next 26 minutes. Clever free kick there. Very clever free kick. When he hit it originally, it looked like it was going so wide. I was like, what has he done? And then it kind of like gained and curled very quickly. And I think it hits Townsend as he dives. It's supposed to kind of slightly defects off Townsend into the path of Drynan, but Drynan smashed it in. Bit of luck that had kind of eluded us in the first half. Yeah. We've got in a second. At that point, crowd's back on it. All the players are up Recharged. for it. Right, 26 minutes to go and literally find the equal. I wonder why he tried that rather than his usual kind of rocket at goal. Probably, I'm, look, I'm, probably I'm, looked at I'm where thinking, the keeper was. Well, I'm thinking maybe the scouting team might have seen something in the, the, the reports that they have and seen any other free kicks that might have worked. But likewise, it could equally have been completely Tom James. Like Great say, effort, yeah. Saw him, he was a little bit too far one way and he could actually, there was a little bit of a gap, the wall weren't over enough. They could have been doing, could have done with being two steps to their left a bit more yeah. and that would have stopped it so very yeah. clever very, very, very way. clever lovely to see so 65th minute Dan Happy was booked for a foul on Bogle Bogle was having a good game Happy was having quite a hard game against him I feel um, 71 minutes on the clock Charlie Kelman had a header which went over the bar and shortly after Craig Clay came on for Idris El Mazzouni yeah nothing to talk about in the next 10 minutes we were peppering their goal with crosses which they were dealing we've had a few corners that came to nothing 82nd minute in Two more changes for the O's as Rossi Tiru and Jaden Wareham came on for George Monker and Paul Smith. Yeah, mi- uh, three minutes later, corners were mounting up for the O's, which came to nothing. Newport defended them very well. Yeah, re- some could be the first man, or they were just they just def- defending well. Yeah, really. 89th minute, Jordan Brown put the ball in the box, which found Charlie Kalman. He got his header away, comfortably saved low by Townsend, who spent the next minute on the ground protecting mm-hmm. the ball, and then he fell over, feigning injury, as did like that. Last 10 minutes, a lot of the Newport players suddenly picked up new injuries yeah. a lot on the floor for ages, taking eternities to get up. Well, we've done it. Yeah, we've we done certainly it. have. We've done it. Jordan Brown put the ball in the box in the 89th minute, which found Charlie Kelman, but his header was saved down low by Townsend. That's, we just went through that one. So, Oh, sorry, I beg pardon. The time, sorry, the added time uh, went up on the board. Five minutes of additional time. Not sure five minutes was apt. Or adequate, yeah, it should have been more at least eight. At least amount of substitutions, the goal, the people on the floor rolling around. Thought it'd be eight, 
Yeah. When it was five, you're like, oh no. <laughs> so, yeah, 90th minute, Kelman went down in the box. Nothing given again. This one was actually referenced by Richie in his post-match interview. Richie thinks this one was a penalty. I need to see it again. It didn't look like it was from where we were, but you know, you never can tell. With nothing else to report, the ref blew the full-time whistle as the O's suffered their first defeat of the season, losing 2-1 to Newport County. Richie Wellens went over to talk to the referee, who ended up booking on Zvigaru as the teams were leaving the pitch. So we have Dave Victor's post-match interview with uh, Richie Wellens, which we're going to play the first couple of minutes of because he does round up yesterday, um, Saturday's game expertly, as usual, and he makes some really, really good points as well. So we're just going to listen to the first couple of minutes or so of Richie Wellens, and thanks to Dave Victor for this one. Richie, thanks for joining us. What are your thoughts on the first defeat of the season? Um, we spoke about this as a, as a potential banana skin um, before the game on Friday um, but these are the type of team that will look for a set play that will look to try and do a do a job on us away from home and it, and it turned out that way I tried to guard against it the two goals we conceded one he's down in the far side Dan Hapsha just get there quickly and deal with it and then um, and then a the penalty where we miss about too much so um, it's a good it's a good um, it's a good wake up call for us in terms of our performance we should win the game easy um, well I say that but I'm a big believer in you have to do the, the little things um, really, really well to win a game. So when we played Mansfield there, Mansfield could have gone two or three up. We still done all the, the ugly side of it, all the pretty things. And by the end of the game, the last half an hour, we're, we're on top and we deserve to win the game. Whereas if you're then walking away, even though we, I mean, we've had 20 shots, we've had nearly 80% possession, the amount of balls in our box has been... I thought a 28 for them was fantastic. Won too many first contacts for my liking. Um, but we've had chances to, to score um, and we should win. But they've been given a massive leg up from us and, and obviously given a, given a two goal lead I would have liked us to score more goals in the second I thought we turned the game round really well and we, and we kept going the second half the first 20-25 minutes we put them under pressure and then when they sink deep like that we need to be able to pass the ball a little bit crisper a little bit more smoother but um, listen, 11 games one defeat we'll, we, we just need to reset and go again I made it seven penalty appeals listen, we, do we want to talk about the referee the, the ball is in play so the, the second half is 50 minutes because he only had five minutes he's in, he's in play 24 minutes ok I, listen I've not, I've not got a problem with them because when the keepers I mean they've got a few players rolling around ok fine that's the way that they want to play we've done it in, in certain times not as early as what they've done it but um, that's part of the game it's game management but then you have what we do it away against Barrow the other week we get bookings for, for time wasting bookings for kicking the ball away the kid down here throws the ball away we get Eight minutes added on, and then, then we accept it. When, the, when the, the board goes up against Barrow and he puts eight up, you know, Paul Terry and Mahaldo with eight minutes, blah, blah, blah. I'm going, well, no, we've, we probably deserve eight minutes, so don't get... But five minutes, five minutes, it's the flow of the game. Penalty, I think it's a penalty on Charlie at the end. Theirs was a penalty. Um, the others, I think Paul Smith may be trying to buy one or two, but Charlie's a penalty at the end. Um, so, yeah, probably not our day. Um, we was always going to get one of these. We responded really well. Um... So thanks to David Duff for sending over his interview with Richie. The whole interview is available on the club's YouTube channel. So thank you, Dave, for sending it over. So means the league table, despite the loss, we are still top. Played yeah. 11, won 9, drawn 1, lost 1. Healthy goal difference still, plus 13, and 28 points. So Bid Lujanda, your views on yesterday's game? Well, we're at the quarter stage of the season now. We're quarter of the way through, roughly, uh, and this is our first loss. Yep. It would have ripped your arm off for that. 
uh, if you'd have said to me uh, at the start of the season. Uh, so now is not the time, in my view, to overanalyze or to be critical. Um, you know, I heard Richie complain about the referee, and you can see from the match review, we didn't get the decisions we deserved. So, you know, luck wasn't on our side today. Uh, we've had it on our side uh, for the last 10 games, though. So nothing really to be too downbeat about. Great free kick from Tom James. Really, really clever. Good to see Dryden get off the mark for hit, uh, for for this season. Uh, and Lawrence Vigrou has to really work on his composure. Stop giving away cheap penalties. Um, as this game proved, he won't recover them every time. You know, he's literally won every three or four games that he's he's doing, and unfortunately, on this occasion, it's cost us. Um, yeah, but look, he's he saved us in game, so it's not to be over overly critical on any one individual player. But unfortunately, when you're in goal, it's, it kind of helps make or break a game. Yeah. Um, and you know, you'd argue that some of the strikers could have perhaps been a bit more clinical in their decision making in the final third. But look, it's our first proper test of character, and we're eleven games in. You know, um, we've got to bounce back from this. Go to Doncaster, see how we respond next Saturday. Um, I think I think you'll then see what what this team are are about. You know, you don't want to now go on back to back defeats because that then starts a downward spiral. So, yeah, be interesting. And obviously there's a lot of emotion for Richie going back to Doncaster, who are his old club. So, you know, be be an interesting fit. It's an interesting time to lose, but um, I'm sure they'll all be professional about it and, and treat it as if it was any other club. Like it. Good sum up there, Mr Lee. I think for me, yeah, I think I lost composure in a game for three minutes, conceded two goals and hence losing the match. You're not always going to be able to pull back mistakes, like you said there, in regards to Vigaru. I thought we looked decent for most of the game. Looked good going forward. Just the final balls were a bit too close to their keeper or their defender. Uh, at points, I think I've seen some criticism of the subs, but I think Richie was just managing these players. We all know about Paul Smith's injury records. You know, maybe he can't do ninety minutes, so we took him off with eighty minutes gone. Not a problem with that for me. George Von Kerr, if anyone was looking at him early in the second half, was holding his stomach, could barely run. Don't know what he was carrying. If it was an injury or if it was a bit of cramp or sickness bug. So I wasn't surprised to see him come off. Idris, again, played an awful lot of football, getting taken off after 70 minutes. He's got, he's got to rotate the team. So I saw a lot of criticism. I'm not down with that. I think he's doing what is best, freshening up the team. No problem really for me with that one. I hate criticising referees, but I think the referee did have a bad game yesterday. I think the game is always in your own destiny, mm-hmm. really. You know, head Can't on. rely on them. Can't rely on them. Mm-hmm. So I don't like calling them out, although he did seem a bit oblivious to some of our appeals. There was one penalty appeal down our end where he waved it away and then laughed. He literally just laughed as he was running away. You know, like, mate, I don't think you should really be laughing. Um, but there you go. But look, it's been an amazing start. Like we've said many times on this podcast, if you would have said 11 games gone, one nine, drawn one, lost one, 28 points, goal difference of plus 13, you would have said, yes, please, sir. Thank you, sir. Yeah. All day long. Yeah. So look, it didn't feel like a defeat leaving the ground yesterday. Good performance. We clapped them off. Richie was very honest in his post-match assessment. I'm still really excited to see where this season's going. As far as we know, no injuries from yesterday. Get them to Doncaster. Don't won't need much motivation. One of the biggest teams in this league. Richie's former club. Love playing away. Let's do it. Let's go and smash them. Love it. Come on the O's. Absolutely. Yeah, there you go. So those were our views. We had a huge amount of feedback after this match. So thanks to everyone who took the time to send your views to our social media accounts. And again, we try and read them out 
and we'll try and read as many as we can but just because we read them it doesn't mean we agree with them and just a quick plug if you're keen uh, on uh, getting some uh, engagement with your brand or your product our social media channels are available for sponsorship DM us and we can have a conversation with you about that but this week Dan Alton 2590 kicks us off he says always going to happen at some point we're still top still an unreal start to the season First bump in the road, I trust them to come back as well. One positive is there's no more pressure of being unbeaten. That target is off our chest now. We move. Good point. I think Portsmouth were the only other unbeaten team yesterday. And they, they lost, lost to Ipswich. So every unbeaten record in the EFL. Football League or EFL is now gone. Orient Meat Pie said, can't fault the effort, but we were complacent in the first 20 minutes and it cost us. Our corners were awful. Had about 100. I did nothing with them. Reference atrocious and determined to give the O's nothing. The corners were... I can't recall any chances coming from any of the corners, mm. and we had an awful lot. Mm. So I'm sure that'd be something that Paul, Matt, and Richie would have spotted, and I would imagine be working on this week. Like None of them didn't even get close to any of them. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure now for the unbeaten side of things, I think it's only Man City, because it was Spurs and Man City, because yeah, Spurs lost. So I think now it's just one team out of the 92. So what you're saying, we need to sign Haaland... And then we'll be, we'll be I'm not fine. sure why we weren't linked to him in the first place, <laughs> to be honest with you. Uh, right, so we are now moving on to R Coral1972. It's a new one for me, so welcome to the show. Minor setback, but we must stop messing around at the back with the ball. This has happened far too much this season, but we got away with it. Not today. Yeah, though. good point. There's a few passages of play where Vigor was passing to Beckles or Happy and putting them under pressure very early on and Newport were just pressing really high yeah. so good spot there Charles is taking said insufficient pace Scarlet movement we handed victory to Newport with sloppy play at the back and really got what we deserved too many elementary mistakes but never really like putting it back from two down David Barrett 6 said better to lose to a lowly team than to a team near us but what poor defending could have been nil free at half time as they missed the sitter from two yards Viggs has got to stop giving away penalties. I don't understand the point about better to lose to a lowly team. I think, Not sure I think you'd rather lose difference. this one than to Doncaster. You'd rather drop points and take points off of the team next to you than rather uh, lose yeah, points, yeah, which yeah, I think yeah, is what David's yeah. trying to say there. Billy Carroll, GB, said Viggs has thrown the game away. Terrible keeping for the first and giving another penalty away for the second. No coming back from that. All fall all round. We'll be interested to see how we respond next weekend. Wellens has got the subs badly wrong. He puts Archibald left back when we've got Ogie on the bench and then we, after a leveller, he takes him in for Moncurov. Arguably, our two best attacking players baffling. Billy, I have to uh, disagree. respectfully disagree with you that yeah, one. Yeah, I, I do as well. If you listen to Rich's post-match, he does explain the fact that he took Sweeney off because he's slightly more defensive-minded and uh, rather than being an attacking yeah, left-back. And uh, having Theo Archibald as an attacking player on the pitch at that time gives you more firepower. So it does make sense when you hear the man explain it. At Wads, he said, oh, well, thought we played really well despite the result. Beckles a bit slack and James off the pace. But hey-ho, still top of the league. I actually heard the serial moaner behind me shout, we really need a new keeper. Seriously, take some chill pills. I don't need a new goalkeeper. Well, absolutely not. Ross McCaff says, poor first half and a frustrating passing approach that saw us go back, minor forward. Ref was poor and the inevitable time wasting was frustrating, but that's how it goes. Overall, I'm philosophical about it. Defeat had to come eventually, but how we respond is key. Yeah. Uh, new one, uh, new Twitter account here. Leif Granlind said, hard to go undefeated. The character question is how you react for Doncaster next Saturday. Yeah, welcome to the Orient Outlook podcast there. Orient underscore Ed, who always predicts a defeat. 
Went for a win yesterday. Ed, nil three next Saturday, please. Has we done enough to win the game? But terrible defending and another rugby tackle penalty conceded by Vicks has given us too much to do. Nonetheless, let's not get disheartened. A defeat was always going to happen. We will see what we are truly made of. That's all Richie's seen to what we would imagine would be very easy next Saturday. Yeah. And the whole week about Bounce motivating back. the players. Yeah, absolutely right. Freddie LOFC said, take it on the chin would have been another game where we win 1-0 if we didn't have that little spell in the first half. I thought the subs were slightly odd with El Mazzuli, Monker and Smith all coming off, I have to say. Yeah, Stephen, LOFC and UFC. So just a combination of two defensive errors and not being clinical in front of goal. If Kelman puts that header in early on instead of hitting the bar, different game. Yeah, uh, Apostolus Andre 9 says, feels like losing an FA Cup match to a poor non-league team after we absolutely dominate the play. Our lack of aerial threat was really evident today. Long high balls never came off. Yeah, a few people saying this was, I think as a tweet later on, saying this game was tailor-made for a Harry Smith kind of striker. Yeah. Like a big one who can win you balls and knock them down, whereas we don't really have that. Kelman's quite small, so is Smith, so is Archibald. Mm. Moncar's not the tallest. Like, there's no like big, horrible striker to defend against. So even when you bring but, Wall on and Satuio and Warren, they're all like fairly they're shorter. But I don't really think that Harry Smith's. I think there's a bit of a misgiving that everyone thinks that Harry Smith's like a great, a great aerial threat. Just because he's six foot five, I genuinely don't think he is. He, from my memory recollection, he didn't really win more than his fair share of headers. He would have won you more than zero, which is exactly the amount we won yesterday. That's what <laughs> Point going in the box. Richie J. Bourne said, Poor Marky, and a Viggs mistake really did gift Newport the win. Sub seemed a bit strange with Brown and Clay, mm. such defensive minded players replacing the playmakers. But on the positives, second half was all one way traffic, and sometimes you need a result like this. To knock out complacency. Another good tweet there. Yeah, CLE3 underscore uh, new Twitter account. Welcome to you. Too slow moving the ball forward from the back, particularly Beckles and James. Would have kept at least one of Smith or Monker on for some more creativity. Very frustrating. Not a good day for Viggs either. Two tough games next, so we'll ne- need to be back to our best. Yeah, some difficult games coming. I think it's Doncaster, Northampton and Carlisle. All right. That's three top end league games. Very difficult. Steve the F one said the rest ball everything they sold him, but we've given a poor official the opportunity to make bad decisions with our sloppy play at the back. But I'd like to see Drynan start up front next week. A bit like you were saying, if you give them the decisions to make, then you're always gonna. That's right. If you put it in yeah. the hands of someone else, it won't always go in your favour. Stuart B. Nine four one eight one five nine six said Newport County fan here. You dominated the game and deserved to win. However, our manager needed a win, and the team battled hard for three points. You guys look good for a promotion. Love it when we get away fan yeah. tweets. Thank you to Stuart Sunshine LOFC. Stuart's going to get tweeted and uh, tagged in the tweet tomorrow. I'll be like, what on earth am I being tagged in? Uh, when we when the thank you tweet goes out, Sunshine LOFC. So today was a proper smash and grab result for Newport. No two ways about that. We have so much about us going forwards, but really we're not cute enough in the final third today. On top of that, Newport very knew how much to something to house there and who can blame them. Yes, we can't use uh, profanities in this one. Dave Nels said, despite dominating possession, can barely remember a clear-cut chance. Sloppiness early doors killed us, and the rest of performance is up there with the worst that I've seen. Yeah, Carl Fear Zero One said, some O's fans will be relieved. They can finally have a little moan. I think a lot of it will be directed towards the ref, though. So all in all, not an awful performance. A couple of silly errors, and Newport shut up shop and defended well. Unlucky O's, on to the next game. 
Uh, Drew Yellop said, best I've seen us play this season, but when you give away a penalty right after conceding, you're going to be facing an uphill struggle. I can't fault the effort, though. The players are fighting right till the end. It's good to see. Yeah, the, the players never really let their heads go down. It was a good It was a good performance. C. Gibson, unscraped nine. So I can't recall more blatantly corrupt refereeing performance Oof. since we returned to the EFL. Lucky the ref don't listen to this. So I don't care if he does. Record blew up. <laughs> we did everything but score a second. We were sloppy for ten, and Newport defended very well, and we professional to take and were professional to take the game. I think we missed that option of a tall player to lump it up to, like say Harry Smith. But whereas last year we looked dismal when one down, that wasn't the case today. No, at all. A new Twitter handle for me, aka Big Lash. So thought we were very complacent in the first half. Should have pulled it back second by that referee. But we could have done ourselves more favours. A lot of new Twitter handles tonight coming on to the podcast. I love it. Yeah, 1965 AC1881 said two avoidable goals. First, Happy should have lumped it into the stand. And the second, too casual at the back. Should have conceded in the first two minutes. And we didn't learn. Did enough afterwards to get something out of the game. Maybe the bits of luck they've had at times caught up with them. Yeah, well, on Fantasy TV, so I think most fans would have bitten your hand off only losing one out of 11. Minor setback to a superb start of the season. Could and should have got something out of the game, even after going two down. But trust Richie, he will not like losing at all. And we'll get back to winning ASAP. LDP King said, Early mistakes cost us, but only the win. Cost us not only the win, but a draw. Very dominant, but just didn't do enough in testing Newport's keeper. Lots of wasted long throws and corners, but overall the team is good enough. We move on, we make the most of a great start to the season. Rob Olinio said Newport played to their strengths. The ref helped them. Their keeper was a pretty decent shot stopper, though his kicking was awful. Smith as ever was brilliant. Any other day, we'd have had that if it wasn't for our silly mistakes. On to the next one. That's your mate Russ who got married recently, so congratulations Russ. Yeah, well done. Nice to have you uh, in the show, Russ. Uh, Conway underscore Nigel said, disappointing day at the office, but two observations rather than criticisms. That's three penalties that Vig's given away in similar circumstances. Got to cut it out. And why can't we get on the end of any corners, throw-ins or free kicks? Yeah, good points there from Nigel. Thank you very much for that. Reedy QB9 says, not worried at all about today. They ain't better than us. No one we've seen yet is a better team than us. We had a bad 5-10 minutes conceding two goals. will always cost you bad day out. We go again. Big month now with Donny, Northampton and Salford coming up. Big yeah. games. Big really games. big games. Salford at the end of the month. You're right. John W999 said, I think I'm actually more confident about our prospects after that performance. Totally dominant aside from two moments. Vigru had nothing to do. Does he generate penalties out of boredom? <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Good tweet. Les OK52. So too much passing at the back goes nowhere. Teams have worked us out and closed us down quickly. And as for the ref, how bad the performance was that? And five minutes added time at the end, their keeper wasted that alone with his antics. We're not down, deserve the draw, but we go again next week. Penultimate tweet this week goes to Leighton Laureate, who says, bit of karmic rebalancing. That's a new word for me. Things LOFC got away with in the first 10 games they were punished for this time, but still had a chance to salvage at least a point, which again is a testament to the squad. Needed a bit faster decision-making, but otherwise today just wasn't our day. Yeah, and a final word on Newport at home goes to Willow Gaffer, who said, going forward, that's the best I think we've played at home all season. Happy at fault for the first goal and got bullied by Bogle all game. If he clears the ball, then the second doesn't. Then the second goal doesn't come about. Hmm. Strange subs as we lost the creativity in Paul Smith and George Moncurve for the forwards we put on but only one loss 
So need a reaction now. Yeah, so there are plenty of views there, yeah. our views and fellow fan views. There was quite a variation, which is why we went with so many this week. But let us know, do you agree or disagree with any of those tweets that we've read out? You can tweet us directly at or in Outlook on Twitter, or you can email us if it's more uh, lengthier than 280 characters, orient Outlook at Outlook.com. We're also on Facebook, just search Orient Outlook Podcast. You can DM us. And we're also on Instagram, Orient underscore Outlook underscore podcast. We certainly are. So Carol Langley, Flores Prediction League update. So we had John on from Carol Langley last week. And if you don't know, they are an established business who are based in Chinkford, specialising in bespoke flowers from the finest growers in the world. They can do anything from a simple thank you to a tailored wedding, bar mitzvah, event packages, anything you want they can do for you. To get in contact with John and their fantastic team, you can call them on 0208 529 or if you're on social media, you can give them a tweet at Carol Langley, uh, Carol Langley E4 or by tweeting John at EssexBizZZ. They're also on Instagram under Carol Langley Florist. Carol's got an E on the end and you can find them at Facebook at Carol Langley Florist. And worth mentioning, they offer a lovely 15% off to all O's fans and staff. And if you're spending a lot of money on a big event, that is a big, big mm. saving. So get in touch with John and the team. One person staggeringly got this correct this <laughs> week. So huge well done to Les LK52, you pessimist, you eternal pessimist. He was the only one who correctly predicted the three points. So gets three points. Didn't get any of the goal scorers. So that means the top of the table prediction league is as follows. On 13 points, David Landau, 17, and that tall O's fan. Brilliant Twitter handle. 12 points is Len M4 and Orient it is. And on 11 points is David Rose, 88. So well done to all of you. And keep an eye out from midday on our socials for you to correctly predict the score. Lovely stuff. Let's move on into the day that we record Sunday, the 2nd of October. Ladies team, we're in action today against Enfield Town Thirds. They won the game 6-1 with Liliana and Mida scoring a hat-trick. And the other goals coming from Becca Lilly. The Ann Bates and Shakira Waif. So well done to the ladies. 6-1. Gotta love it. Gotta love it. Fantastic. So 49 minutes, 48 seconds. Let's wrap up this bad boy. Absolutely. We'll start then with the fan- fancy football update. I nearly said fantastical then. You can uh, say it all you want, my friend. <laughs> Eric Barker is top of the <laughs> Orient Outlook podcast fancy football league. He's amassed 573 points. Just ahead of Chris Wagstaff in second place, who is just two points behind him. I'm sure today's games haven't kicked in yet. Either. Oh, they have, yeah. All updating yeah. As far as I, it looks like it, yeah. Well done. So if you've got Haaland as captain in your squad, you would have had a good game today, no doubt. Ter- ter- terrible scoreline. Uh, Steve, well done. You've shot up to 158th place out of 355. E-I, E-I, E-I-O. Uh, well <laughs> we done. We've got Super Stevie this <laughs> So let's move on then to the positives and negatives of the week. Yeah, so positives in. Uh, we've still got a few actually, considering we lost. Still top of the league. Always nice to say. Aaron Drynan is off the mark for the season, getting his first goal season. Yeah. Well done to Mr. Drynan. Most of the injured players are now fit, so a few injuries still, but that squad is starting to look so strong on a match day, those 18 players. So I think Adam Thompson is still out. Um... Dan Nkrumah is more long term. Yeah, but I don't really consider Nkrumah like first team. I know he is, but he's never really going to get 
Yeah, yeah. so it's really only Adam Thompson now. Rob Hunt did Rob make Hunt the squad. Rob Hunt is sniffing fit, around it. But yeah, yeah, so we'll make see. The squad. A bit of a shout out. I won't mention him as a full positive, but you've team last week doing really well. Should have really been a positive for last week. And the ladies team keep on winning games. So well done, ladies. So not all doom and gloom at all, really. Not really. Only got two negatives, Mr. Levy. Slight blip. Yeah, we lost our first game. Uh, of the season, a quarter, practically a quarter of the way into the season, uh, and we picked picked up another booking. Uh, I know we mentioned Lance Vigaru, but I had a look and it isn't registered as a booking. So really, it's only Dan Happy that picked up, but that's only his second booking. Although it's two bookings in two games, uh, we don't want that to become a habit, Mister Happy. Please, thank you. <laughs> so time for the Cal Langley Flores Hero of the Week. Normally, we're taking this one to Twitter. This week we didn't, following the defeat, but we wanted to give this man. A bit of a shout out. He's guided us to an amazing start. Normally, when we win on the pitch, we normally nominate four players and never put this man up against players because it's a bit of an unfair balance, really. Yeah. But we feel like he should have got this weeks ago if he's not had it already. So the Carol Angley Florist Hero of the Week is Super Richie Wellens. Yeah, well done, Richie Wellens. He's made it eleven games before he gets a. Hero of the Week mentioned, but very well deserved and well worth the wait, despite us losing. The thing I do like about him as well, just aside from him being an honest and transparent manager, is he takes accountability. If you listen to the listen to all his interviews, I got that wrong. I made the decision. Yeah. It didn't work out. There's no shying away. There's no blaming the ref. There's no blaming this one. Didn't. I made the decision. It didn't work out. I didn't give them enough. I didn't do this. Never hangs anyone out to dry when... I know that's not necessarily everyone's style, um, but you can it can easily slip out. They didn't score. He's hit the bar on another day. Yeah, you know what I mean. He takes accountability for it, which, um, as someone who um, is quite into all of that kind of thing, behavioural side of things is really interesting so stop waffling then next week's fixtures is just the one fixture for the O's this week we're travelling up to Doncaster Rovers on Saturday the 8th of October they're 8th in the league at the moment they beat Rochdale away 2-1 on Saturday and of their last 5 games they've won 3 and lost Two, they haven't drawn any. So if you're going, have a safe journey up there. The trains are likely to be up the spout, so mm, um, do plan very, very carefully. And also for anyone celebrating the Jewish festival of Yom Kippur uh, this coming Tuesday night and Wednesday, we hope you fast well. And if you have a religious festival that we might not be aware of, um, all the best to you with that. Nicely done. So before we leave you, sponsorship reminder, do not forget, if you're thinking of moving home, keep it in your own family. Save yourself a few quid by using this trusted estate agent's town in Country Harlow. Call them on 01279 or 07528471497 or give them a tweet at TNC Harlow or give Charlie a tweet at Charlie underscore Paul. Absolutely. So that's it. Thank you very much indeed for joining us for episode number 295. We're only five away from that magic three century Wow, we are, yeah. The unbeaten streak and record-breaking run has come to an abrupt end at the hands of Newport County, but not for the lack of effort or desire, as all our focus now turns to the away trip to Doncaster Rovers, which will be an emotional turn for Richie, and we'll see how our squad bounces back from defeat for the first time this season, and hopefully... This time next week, we're going to be talking about a return to winning ways for the mighty Leighton Orient. We hope so. We hope so. So if you're listening on iTunes, please subscribe. Give our podcast a review. We are still on 99 iTunes reviews. Come on, let's get to 100 in the next week or two. You can also rate the show on 
Spotify, 55 five-star rating. Thank Very you. nice. We'd like to get to 100 on that as well. So please don't forget to do that if you listen to the show. You can also listen on SoundCloud, TuneIn, Stitcher, FanHub, Alexa's Echo. Anything where you can play it, you will find it. So listening to the podcast has never been easier. And if you have an older relative, a loved one, an orange chum, or anyone who you think will like the podcast, grab their phone, download it for them. And please remember to pass the pod. So Paul said, yep. 295 is done. We are yep. on to 296 next week. That's next week. Yeah, we'll have all the information and views that you could ever need. So we look forward to hearing from you. And as always, keep calm, stay safe, have a great week, and listen to the Orient Outlook podcast. Up the O's.